Hello, and welcome to the 18th episode of How to Hold a Pencil. My name is Ruben Engbert, and I'm your host. Special thanks to Harvest and Media Temple for supporting the show. This week I have with me Chris Coyer, founder of two of my favorite sites for learning, CodePen and CSS Tricks. Welcome, Chris. And for the people who don't know who you are, which I would imagine are very few, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Cool. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, Ruben. It's a pleasure. Um... Me, yeah, Chris, you, you, you know, you named the, the two big things that I do, which is work on that site, CSS Tricks and, and, and CodePen. And CSS Tricks is a, is a site where I, I basically write about web design and, and all the, the stuff that it is with that cheesy name. You know, it's not just about CSS these days. It's about kind of anything web, front-end development and design and UX and whatever. Uh, but it's a forum site, and I post screencasts there too, and have a bit of like like a paid learning section and stuff. And I'll, tons of my time goes to CSS Tricks, but most of my time goes to CodePen, which is uh, was kind of born out of a need on CSS Tricks. It was kind of like here's a bunch of demos on CSS Tricks, so the stuff that you can learn about building websites and the the code and technology involved. And but isn't it such a nice experience to be able to kind of look at the code and the demo at the same time? And that's what CodePen is. It's a it's like a front end code editor in the browser with kind of a social twist to it. And so I, I spend a lot of my time working on that. Awesome. So I love to find out from my guests sort of how they got their start. Um, on the web. So if like, what was, what was your entry into web development and CSS and front end stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I think it, you know, if I can think of like what got me excited about web stuff early on, it was like, I, I think I just kind of always have been when I was young, I did the whole like bulletin board thing and had modem and, <laughs> you know, back and I, and I was just into the idea of, of computers that, that could hook up to each other. You know, it's just such like an attractive idea. And it took a while after that for me to get into the web, but I ended up getting a degree in college in art and uh, and graphic design. So I had some design skill. And then kind of after leaving college, it was kind of like, I, I should be able to make a website. That seems like a thing that you should be able to learn how to do. Uh, so I did. And I had this. And, and today I kind of... <coughs> recommend this type of thing which is just like buy a domain name buy some hosting and just get it up there and you, you know you'll have this like little moment of of awesomeness you're like i did that i <laughs> control everything on this website and anybody in the world can visit it you know i can give this url to anybody and they can come look at it and it's kind of this powerful feeling and i remember that feeling it was like a wordpress site you know and i kind of had all this control that was kind of my intro into it i'm like man this is cool so I, I remember that feeling, too, when I put my first thing on the web. I mean, it was years ago, too, and I probably couldn't even find it now if I tried. Yeah, uh, but that's sad. It's the worst. Yeah. Um, it was like probably a WordPress.org, uh, you know, site or something. But so when you were learning to code, you know, several years ago, how did you go about learning? I mean, nowadays, it's, a, it's fairly easy to find resources. But I, I would imagine when you first started, uh, the resources weren't as readily available. Yeah, I probably, I mean, it, <laughs> I didn't feel overwhelmed because it didn't, you know, you just imagine, you know, you, you put a WordPress site online, you're like, oh, I, I got it to work. And then you're like, oh, maybe I'll change some colors and you open up the, the CSS file because I, I think getting to that point isn't particularly hard, figuring out what files make 
what looked like what. Even if you don't totally get it yet, it's not hard to find that file anyway. And then you like change some colors and stuff and have that good feeling. And you just kind of work your way up from there. I think it seems like it's overwhelming because the, the years later, you think of all the stuff that you know now and you'd be like, oh man, <laughs> there is a lot to know about all this. But in the early days, you like don't know what you don't know. So not a it's, big deal. Yeah. It's so true. And and the learning that happens happens so quickly. I mean, I've been in my I've been working full time in the industry now for about four months in my real like web development job. And I've learned so much that my whole patterns of coding and what I do and what I use in the tools have completely changed because now I'm, you know, doing it full time, so it's totally different. So how did you sort of build the confidence to build your first product? You know, I a lot of people a lot of people think a lot of people say that you know as you're learning web skills you need to you need to create a project and build it um which i i really do believe in and i'm wondering how you built the confidence to build whether css tricks or code pen or whatever projects came before that oh i see like yeah yeah, I, I I do agree with that sentiment, right? Like you kind of got to just – you got to do something for real. It's one thing to like take a class in it and turn in your project at the end of the class, but it's another thing to – I don't know, to actually do something for real. Uh, and, and so <clears throat> I don't know. How do, you, how do you pick one? I don't know. Pick something that, that, that isn't that isn't tragically boring to you, certainly. I mean just, everybody's interested in something, right? You know, pick something based around that or whatever. I don't know. I I feel like it's related to the last question, and then it's kind of, it's kind of like, <clears throat> oh god, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought a little bit. But it, but it just <laughs> you don't know what you don't know, right? So pick something and just start doing it, and then I, I you'll, you'll you'll end up okay. I mean, how do you, do you think there's a moment of because you mentioned confidence a bunch of times? You do you think there's a moment where you just you don't have that? You you lack the confidence to do it? I think that, a, I think a lot of people. You know, a lot of people who listen to the show and a lot of people who are learning to code now will go through a program, whether it's Treehouse or Skillshare or whatever it might be, and they finish that program and they don't really know where to go next. Yeah. And try to, like, trying to navigate, all right, I kind of have the basics of HTML and CSS, you know, maybe a little JavaScript or something, um, but I don't know, like, do I have enough, does somebody have enough skills to build a WordPress site or whatever? You know, how do you make that jump? Yeah, maybe a blog is a good way to start, right? Because all a blog is is I'm going to write down some stuff. And, and, and post it. And everybody has like a train of thought. They read an interesting article today. They took an interesting photograph today. Some thought popped into their mind. Something happened with their family or their dog or something. Like really everybody could use a blog, right? It, it just doesn't hurt to have one. So maybe just make that your project. Make building myself a personal blog my project. And then and then you'll do it and you'll be a little unhappy with it because no matter what you build in the early days, theoretically you're into this because, you know, you're you're into good-looking websites, you know, and you you have a good level of taste. So you'll be dissatisfied by it right away immediately after creating it and then be like why am i dissatisfied by my crappy blog well i just you know the colors don't look right what the heck or the the typography looks off or whatever and, the, and it's, it will be this like continual thing to disappoint you forever like you'll be unhappy with your personal blog forever and it will always be this opportunity place to uh to do whatever you want you know so maybe that's the next maybe that's your first project i'm not saying you absolutely have to do that but if you have no ideas at all that's a that's one no, I, I think that's a I think that's a great way to sort of give everybody a project to start. I mean, 
one of the things that I did, I, I really wanted to learn WordPress and I wanted to start a podcast all at the same time. And I said, all right, I'm going to build the site for my podcast on WordPress on a custom theme. And that's how I'm, <coughs> excuse me. And that's how I'm going to learn it. So, so many people talk about the idea of learning to code and that everybody should do it. You know, there's Code Academy and there was Code Year and Code Now and all this other stuff. Why do you think people should go out and learn to build websites or learn to code in general? Yeah, that was an interesting – it was almost a trend at one point that everybody yeah. was talking about. Even the, the kind of the government got involved a little bit. And I, I, I remember hearing both sides of it. I think it's a – you know, I, of course of course they don't. Of course not everyone on the entire world knows needs to know what a for loop is, you know. But I think, but I think the sentiment is that that's just a logical construct and that if you – it's just – programming is just problem solving all day long. It's that's what attracts people to it. I think it's just you know, are you the type of person who likes to struggle through little problems and gets that little dopamine burst or whatever it is when you, when you actually solve the problem? Well, programmers and even and designers just an, you know another word for it, right? You solve little visual problems, or as coders call, code little you know logical problems. Uh, you get that if you're the you know you get you get a little boost by that. I don't know. So you become good at other things in your life. I think really good programmers tend to be kind of interesting people anyway because of the way that they think. Like their brain just kind of works better because you're exercising it constantly. So whether that's programming or, or something else, you know, it certainly doesn't hurt your brain to like be exposed to the logic all the time. So I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, CSS tricks and the site. First, first of all, on behalf of myself and everybody else who uses it, thank you for doing it because, I mean, it's – it's probably the number one thing that I go to uh, for answers to front-end questions. I mean, I, it beats Stack Overflow many times for me. <laughs> um, so what inspires you to keep writing posts uh, to help people like, you know, like me to figure out what the hell they should do on the web? You know, like, how, how do you do that? I don't there's there's really not much to it these days. I mean, I'm sure you can imagine that the the motivation for it these days is 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 many and it's all over the place, you know. Uh it's a it makes money. So it's my career. I'm not, you know, I love it when people like the site and they they're very appreciative and thankful to me. Oh, that's that means a lot to me. That's so cool, but but it's also my job, you know. It's also something I've figured out a way to make money doing it. So so not only do I now I get both. Now I get the fact that it's my job and I get motivated by that because I heard money can pay my bills and live my life through it and I get all this gratitude from it, you know, you, I think that's that's clear where I get the motivation. I get, I, I get it both ways, which is, so, you know, so nice. Plus, I just enjoy it. That's awesome. So if if you were – if you had to pick, you know, the most important posts or most important ideas on CSS tricks, what – what tips would you dispel out to beginners? Like what, you know, what, you know, top three tips from CSS tricks would you dispel to a beginner? Oh, that's always tough to, to pick a few things. I mean, the, the, you know, is it, is it a technical tip? I don't know. I, I think, I think some of the, the kind of aha moments I had early on as a beginner in, in web design is kind of just when you look at a website, they all look so different, you know? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of similarities, but it's like, wow, you can look at 10 different websites and they look so different. How did they get that? How did they get, get that over there? How did they get that to look like that? Just kind of start thinking of it architecturally in that and that this was my moment for me is that everything is a box everything is essentially a rectangle in web design <laughs> and it's like how do those rectangles lay out and 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 if you can kind of just 
think of all the little boxes that make them. And then you learn there's just a handful of ways to get boxes to go where you want them to go on the web. And I think that that that's kind of a moment. Uh, and then and then you know on on my podcast I do a podcast too called Shop Talk Show with my friend Dave. And, and a lot of people write in and be like, What should I learn next? Is kind of a very common question for us. And we have this little soundbite where we go, Just build websites with the the sentiment being like, If you just do work, do a bunch of work, you know build your blog then build another one then redesign the first one then get a client that you know the more you do 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 you'll get better so that's just a, a bit of generic advice is that you don't just get to get better thinking about it or wishing it or whatever it's it's you know it's elbow grease for sure so that kind of segues into uh my next question for you um what would you tell someone starting out to keep them motivated what would you tell them to keep you know web development is is we talk about it that it's it's fairly easy to start getting along and understanding if you work at it but there are roadblocks that come up and so what would you tell somebody to sort of motivate them through those roadblocks sure yeah i mean that makes sense of course everybody's like you know gets a little bored of it or they get frustrated by a certain thing or they're just not seeing a good return on what they're doing or whatever uh, that makes sense, and I can't hand somebody motivation. Motivation is is more complex than that. You know, you can't just be like, "Are you feeling not motivated today? Just pop this pill," or you know, <laughs> I wish it was that easy. I'll just I'll come and rub your shoulders. No big deal. Uh, I would say that 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 being a being a decent person comes into it in 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 those regards. Like, don't don't be a jerk. You know, and I know you know I know that's just generic advice too. That that sounds the same way, but I think it's true that if you like actively try to be a decent person and do right by people and bring people smiles and stuff and just do all the, that good stuff that good people do, that the motivation is easier to get because they'll give it back to you. You know, that, that positive emotion kind of thing spreads. And I think it's easier to kind of hold on to a good feeling when you're doing good and there's just goodness going all over the place. Your, <laughs> your motivation is going gonna, is gonna to be stronger than if you're just blasé or, or worse, negative. All right. So I, I want to take a break and just talk about our two sponsors today. Harvest is one, our first one, and they are a beautiful business tool for tracking time spent on client projects. Work from anywhere by starting a timer via web browser, desktop, iPhone, or Android. It's effortless to start a timer. No matter where you find yourself plugging away, the focus is on the task at hand. Check out Harvest at getharvest.com uh, before the year slips away. After the third, after the free 30-day trial period, use the code pencil holder and receive 50% off your first month. Um, I've used Harvest in the past and I absolutely love it. It's a great tool for keeping track of the time that you're doing. Even if you're not billing by the hour, it's really so important to understand how much time things take you. My next sponsor is Media Temple. For years, Media Temple's grid service has been the web hosting choice of more designers, developers, and creative professionals than any other platform. That's because a single grid account can host anything from your portfolio site to 100 different client projects, and the grid is ready for anything. Hundreds of servers work together in the cloud to keep your sites online, even if you suddenly hit the front page of Reddit. It's all managed through their own simple custom control panel and backed by Media Temple's famous 24-7 support. Special discount for How to Hold a Pencil listeners. Use promo code PENCIL for 25% off your first month of web hosting. Go to mediatemple.net and enter your promo code upon sign-up. Chris, I want to I want to segue into CodePen a little bit because I think it's an it's probably one of the best tools out there uh, for sharing code snippets. And you you mentioned the social aspect of it, and I want to talk about um, sort of how influential uh, the community has been on you in developing your skills and also developing your products. Um, 
so what what makes the CodePen community so great? Oh, tons of stuff. I, I mean, it, I look at to this day, and maybe this won't last forever, but for the for like years now, I pretty much look at every single pen that's created on CodePen. And now I don't like dig into every little code, you know, but I, I kind of look at the visual result of me like, oh, see what they're doing there. And I'll pick, you know, 30 of them that look interesting throughout the day and kind of dig in and see what they're doing there. So certainly that affects me and my skill. I mean, I, I would like to think there's few people on earth that have looked at more code demos than I have. At that, least would be an, that would be an awesome newsletter. If you picked out the 30 or whatever that you saw a day yeah. that you loved and you just sent out the links, I would love right. it personally. We should be better about that <laughs> on CodePen probably. But you know what what the you know what ends up being that is that, that of oh shush. Of those of those um, thirty or so, maybe fifteen of them. Well, I'll click. I, you know, I have a little admin screen or whatever, and I click, and those are the ones that make the editor's picks on CodePen, which is literally the home page of CodePen. So it's not just me that does that. You know, we have people, and every once in a while, somebody will jump in on it. But ninety plus percent of them over the last few years have been. Demo, the ones that I think are particularly interesting. I do agree, though. It would be kind of neat if we were a little bit better with a newsletter, and uh, I'm getting there with that. But yeah, <laughs> awesome. you know how like Dribble does that? You get like a you know weekly yeah. or monthly or whatever it is, and you're like, holy cow, these are excellent. But yeah, <laughs> it would make it would it would definitely motivate. That would be something that would motivate me. I'd be like, wow, that is awesome. How can I do that? Um, so, what you know, we we talk a lot <clears throat> about the different tools that everyone uses and their websites dedicated to it. But if somebody was just starting out, what sort of tools would you recommend them, you know, using? I know we don't want to get, we don't want people who are just starting out to get bogged down in their tools. Cause obviously you should just start. Um, but what, what sort of is the baseline of tools that you would recommend for a newbie? Yeah, I like to, you know, I mean, certainly, I mean, you can see where this, you, I'm sure you have an opinion about all this too. It's, it's kind of like, keep it keep it simple you know i mean it's, of course. it's hard to get to get get thrown at too much stuff but you don't have to keep it too simple you know like what i like to get people is to the moment they feel like they're productive in what they're doing or they're building something that that's useful and it's kind of like this guitar al- analogy i've used for years kind of it's like you can you can like give somebody a guitar and be like here's some scales and chords this is very important stuff you got to learn this and they'll be like bored instantaneously or you could show them how to play like a simple folk song or something it feels very productive you're like wow that just came out of my own hands you do need to get to that moment as soon as you can in web design too and i I, that's why I, i like that idea of pick a cms you know pick a simple one i mean i know i use wordpress all the time but it it could be any of them and get it installed and then you're like have this url that's really online and and, and you can roll with it and wordpress isn't a bad choice because it tends to kind of run everywhere and and whatever and uh you know you'll just be working with what is essentially html and css pretty core technologies and and later on you can level up beyond that but but wordpress keeps it pretty close to the pretty close to, to core technologies if you if you wanted to you know so you've obviously you've obviously worked on a ton of things but what's uh what's your favorite project that you've worked on 
Uh, well, I mean, of course I have to say Code Pen just because it, but it, it truly has been weird and unique and interesting for me. I mean, I've worked on a, a few uh, Ruby on Rails projects in the past, but this is the one where I've been like, okay, we're, we're, we're whole hog on this. And, and it's been super interesting to learn like a development framework that is, was totally foreign to me and like, and like going from, you know, almost nothing to now feeling like super comfortable in it and like just leveling up right and left with, with how I'm able to do it. And that has kind of given birth to other things in my life like now I'm not afraid of trying other fancy dev tools and you know like it's it's just it's made me feel more comfortable across the board which is kind of cool and certainly it's kind of amazing like statistically I mean you, you know you people a lot of people associate me with CSS tricks Copen is twice as big or bigger than CSS tricks as far as like raw traffic and community and, and what's happening there so it's like cool it's like it's number one in number a number of ways so as you went about going uh, and learning the tools that you use to build CodePen, which I believe you said was Ruby on Rails, how did you go about learning Ruby on Rails? I know you were at a different level in web development skills as it is, but sort of what tools did you use to learn it? Or did you just jump into the documentation and just go? Well, I luck out in that I have friends who mostly write the Ruby stuff. Uh, so I'm just like the designer, front-end developer who is is on the project. And, you know, I mean, I look at I can I, Look, I have the project open right now. I'm looking at it, and, but I but I feel empowered to, for example, like make a new route, which is like a new URL on CodePen. I can do that, and I can build the controller for it, and I can get a little bit of data if I need it. And, and, it, and most of that is just through asking and helping and working with the team. And that's uh, awesome. Yeah, but I you know I've read a book on it way back when that agile web development whatever the with Rails the one of the one of the first ones I worked with a guy named Richard years ago where we built a couple of things together and, I, and and he would always build on Rails and I would do the front end for it so it's been years of like poking at it a little bit. Got it. So uh, in the lead up to Christmas, you wrote an article. I know it's a few months ago uh, for Twenty Four Ways about using Grunt uh, and Less or SAS and all these tools to make front-end development easier uh, for people. And I read it, and it, it definitely impacted me, and it's made me want to learn those tools and use those tools because it clearly makes life easier. How quickly do you think somebody who's just beginning on the web, you know, 10 years ago you just needed to learn HTML and CSS and sort of that was enough. But now it's sort of there's a there's a new bar that's set that, you know, knowing these tools, knowing a CSS preprocessor or something else is really helpful. And, you know, a lot of jobs, it's, you know, almost a requirement. How quickly should somebody, you know, should somebody just focus on learning CSS or should they focus on learning less or SAS and sort of use that as their CSS education? I think you can you, you should kind of start with CSS just because it just because it makes sense. And to this day, I mean, I've been writing in, in preprocessors for years now. I still am imagining what's happening to the code as I'm writing it as a preprocessor, you know, or, or whatever. I'm looking at SAS code and I'm, I'm thinking how it's going to end up as CSS. So it's one of those things where it's it's an abstraction, but it's not so far away of an abstraction that you don't even think about the final product anymore. So it's totally worth learning CSS. It's important to know how that works. I think you can jump just because of there's enough tools that make it really easy. I think as soon as you like start having a little bit of struggle with CSS, you can you can make the jump pretty early. 
regularly, which is like, man, I wish I could break this up into a couple of smaller files. That would make a lot more sense logically, wouldn't it? Enter SAS. Or or I'm sick of dealing with vendor prefixes. I mean, I get the concept of it, but it's a pain in the butt. Enter something like Compass or enter some kind of build step that can handle that for you. Or, or you know, God, I'm writing this selector over and over and over and over again. I wish I could do nesting because I'm aware of that uh, from the web. Enter As soon as you get CSS a little bit, I think you can make the jump fairly early and and tooling is getting so much better on the web right so if you're on a Mac, there's tools like CodeKit, which have been around for years now, which there's like no learning curve to. You have your project, you drag it onto CodeKit, and it just starts doing the right stuff for you. So they're like the learning curve isn't very high anymore either. So I, I just, you know. No, I, I mean, I think the minute I started working in the in development full time after spending about a year learning, I uh, I started using less at work, and all of a sudden, these things became magical tools. It was amazing. So I I, I think people should learn it, should j- make that jump as soon as they can, because I think it makes it makes coding even easier for people. Um, so in the last couple of minutes, what uh, what does the future hold for you and CSS tricks and CodePen? You know, sort of what what do you see happening in the near future? Uh, I'm pretty excited about the future just because of how simple it is. So, you know, I've been I've been manufacturing my life to be this way for a long time, which is that I I just do this. I just write on CSS tricks and I work on CodePen and I have my podcast with Dave. Of course, I poke around at little side projects, but I I try not to take any any major responsibility on other than those things. And it keeps me plenty fulfilled just because, you know, I'm not I don't fear myself going stagnant at all just because I'm, I go, go to conferences and keep up with stuff. And I, I am, I'm just, I, through various ways, feel very comfortable keeping up with, with web design stuff. So it's just nice to know that I can just keep plugging away at all these things. Just keep writing, keep learning, keep building out interesting things at CodePen, you know, keep it all our code fresh and clean and, you know, and growing it too. So it's, you know, it's not just the web I do, but CodePen has this whole, you know, we need to, we're trying to run a business through CodePen. So there's, you know, there's marketing and handshaking and, and stuff that happens too. And I get a kick out of that stuff too. So a question that I ask all my guests um, is if you could go back to yourself, you know, 10 years ago or whenever you got your start on the web um, and give your, your real start, not, not when you were just poking around, but like when you started doing it as a project full time, um, what one singular piece of advice or thing would you go back and tell yourself? Yeah, I don't know that I would want to alter time that way because it's tempting to be like, "Don't worry, man, everything works out okay." But then, then you're not. Then I, then previous me wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't have any drive, you know. <laughs> I, you know, I guess I would it'd be tempted if I could actually go back in time to be like, "Man, you better start working harder, man," because <laughs> then theoretically I'll be even in better shape now. I don't, you know, there isn't anything that I feel per, a huge amount of regret over or, or wish I had more hand-holding on or anything like that. I wish I was a little bit better of a back-end dev, I guess. But, you know, if I picked that up, maybe I wouldn't be as good at other things. So it's hard to say. That's true. So the last question that I obviously ask everyone is where can people find you on the Internet? Obviously, CSS tricks and CodePen, but your Twitter handle, et cetera. Yeah, my name is Chris Coyer, so C-O-Y-I-E-R, and I just use that everywhere. I try to be unimaginative about that particular thing, so it's easy to find me if you want to. So it's at Chris Coyer on Twitter. It's GitHub.com slash Chris Coyer, and it's CodePen.io slash Chris Coyer, and Dribble.com. 
Com slash Chris Coyer. It's the same thing everywhere. So all right. uh, it's even chriscoyer.net. So if you forget <laughs> them all, that's my personal homepage. You can go to there. All right. And we'll link to all that and everything we spoke about in the show notes. Uh, I want to thank you so much, Chris, for joining me on How to Hold the Pencil this week. I really appreciate it. And I know my listeners do, too. And as, once again, a special thanks to Harvest and Media Temple for supporting the show. And I will see you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>